Are you a mid-career woman in technology looking to advance your career? Join us at the Female Tech Exec Podcast for tips, strategies, and honest conversation about how to get noticed, get paid more, and have fun while doing it. Hey, it's Lisa. So I wanted to share with you an experience and an insight I got this morning that connected a lot of dots for me, and I hope will do the same for you. So I was being interviewed this morning for a podcast show when the interviewer asked me, hey, do you have any tips for constructing a roadmap, a personal career roadmap? How do you do it? How do you make sure that you have a plan, that you're executing on the plan? It's a normal question. I have worked with close to 80 women, mid-career and late-career professionals in tech to achieve that, to have them envision their vision and then work backwards to come up with a plan and execute on it. But in the interview, I actually paused and I reflected. And I think I, think I realized that for a lot of women, women, professional women, it is very, very common to just be optimizing and looking for what is the next thing that I can do. And you know what? I think that is an incomplete question. It is an important question, but I don't think it's going to give us the whole answer we're looking for. Why? Because there's something even more powerful at play when it comes to your career than individual planning and execution. And in my experience, uh, that is the environment. By environment, I mean your manager, I mean your team, the company that you're working for, the product that you're building. As far as life environment is concerned, for sure, your immediate family, your partner, um, your, yeah, the closest people around you. There is a saying, I don't know where it originated from, but I do know it's very true, is that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Why? Because environment trumps everything. And that is not an issue, except that for a lot of women that I've seen and worked with, It gets ignored. Um, And I think there is an attribution error going on here, which means that anytime you feel stuck, things don't work out like you planned them to in your career, you immediately jump to the conclusion that you didn't try hard enough, that you didn't do things right, that you should do something different next time. Try harder. Yeah? How many of you have had that experience? I have had it all of my life and certainly in my career. Something doesn't work out. I feel bad. I feel like I failed. And then my takeaway is like, well, what can I do better next time? How can I try harder, work harder? My original recognition of the missing piece 
of our career planning, let's call it like this, missing piece or limited perspective came when I started working with my clients, these amazing women who are working for all the big tech companies and a bunch of smaller startup companies. And I was once talking to a few of our executive coaches and I asked them, hey, how's your work going with these women? And they said, you know what? It's good. They're smart. They are coming up with amazing goals. They're putting together amazing plans. But they never share those plans with their manager. That is the biggest thing we have to correct. And I heard this and then I realized that I had done the same thing in my career. I, just like these women, just like you maybe, are operating as a lone wolf. And unfortunately, unfortunately, our career, the work life, the work world is not a solo game. It is very much a function of the environment. It's very much a function of how well you interface with that environment, how much you engage with it, how much you're able to both be lifted by it and be helped by it as well as influence it and engage with it. What does that mean? And why am I bringing it up now? Well, Over the past few months, I have noticed a very important trend, trend in our community that has been so strong and so pronounced that I've actually pivoted my whole business of career climb to orient towards it, to address that need, because I do believe it is the most important thing that any professional, and especially a female professional, can do to elevate themselves higher in their career. And that is learn how to have influence on the environment. Learn how to start engaging with the environment in a way that is going to get you noticed, is going to get you seen and recognized. Because so many of us in our pursuit of this solo mission Our thinking goes something like this. Let me figure it out and then I'm going to do it and then people are going to notice and good things will happen. Or let me figure it out on my own and then when I figured it out, then I'm going to share it with my manager, then I'm going to show the results to the people around me. (laughs) Or, you know, a version of that. Whatever it is for you, the sequence goes like this. You have a good idea. You get some advice. You get some clarity of what you want. And then you kind of charge off in the middle of the night up this new mountain while leaving everybody else in the camp asleep. You don't tell them where you're going. You're not telling them how hard you're working or what you're doing. 
And then you expect them to wake up in the morning, take their binoculars out, direct them towards the part of the mountain where you're climbing and say, wow, look at her. She's done such a great job. We should, um, we should go give her more opportunity. We should promote her. We should hire her. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way. It can't. People are very self-absorbed creatures. All of us are. Which is kind of funny because we actually think that everybody's constantly watching us and judging us. But that's not true. Um, which is why oftentimes criticism or something hurtful that someone says is not a reflection on you. It is a reflection on them and something that may have happened in their life to upset them right before they talk to you. So what do we do with this? I mean, for so many people, for so many women, you don't have a good enough relationship built with the people around you, with your manager, or even worse, you may be you may be already in a place where you're not trusting your environment, where you're perceiving that the environment is actively sabotaging you. So what do you do? What can you do when the environment is hostile? Well, I think there are two options to go about this. One is to attempt to engage differently with the environment, to react differently. Now, I'll preface this and say that this is not always possible, nor is it always a good strategy to pursue for a long period of time. This may be good if you are still in a position where the relationships in your environment are salvageable, uh, or maybe there's been a change in part of your environment, a new person has come in, and now you're looking to build a new relationship. So responding differently to your environment can be as simple and as easy as you finding a way, finding a platform to um, voice, to find your voice, to start sharing your input, your perspective, your ideas. Too many of us wait for an invitation to speak, an invitation to contribute, an invitation to speak up. And you don't have to speak up in a group setting. You can, you know, prepare, write an article or prepare a presentation or something that shows your current thinking on some of the issues you've been working on. And socialize that as a deck or a presentation or even a document with people around you. Ask them for their feedback. They'll appreciate that you value their opinion. They'll support you a lot of times. You'll be able to see who is an ally of yours and who is a person who can support you and collaborate with you and who is not interested. Yeah, but you're starting to Get your voice heard, whatever form it may take, written, verbal, body language, turning your camera on during Zoom calls, showing up, yeah? So 
Theodore Roosevelt um, has an amazing quote that I was just listening to on YouTube this morning about the men in the arena. And um, let me actually read it for you. I think it's, it's amazing. It goes like this. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer or deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man, I say the woman, who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasm, the great devotions, who spends herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if she fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat. This is just a fraction of the speech that Theodore Roosevelt gave, but I do think it's important to understand that full engagement in life and full engagement in our career will never be passive. It will never be something that just happens comfortably for us. We have to be in the arena and we have to engage with that environment. Now, that doesn't mean when we are beaten and bruised and we've tried and we feel depleted and we feel burnt out in this arena. doesn't mean staying there until you die or until you completely give up and your energy is gone. No, that's where option number two comes in. If you've tried sincerely and honestly to engage in your arena, in your environment, by making your voice heard, looking for allies, developing your thought leadership and strategic thinking, um, not being afraid to share your plans, to enroll people in your goals, to socialize them. And not expecting everybody to prioritize them and not expecting everybody to support you. But really, you've given it your all in that engagement. If you've done that and you haven't managed to really be, be supported or be thriving in that environment, then option number two is to change the environment. And changing the environment, you know, it's getting easier and easier these days. The number of years that we spend in companies is ever decreasing. Now, two to three year stints are normal. So there's nothing, there's no crime in shifting your environment if you've given it your all and you've tried to engage with your environment in a different way. And when you switch your environment, Remember that we are in an evolution of the workplace where relationships between companies and employees are being redefined to where in the 20th century, it was about lifetime employment. 
you worked with the same people, you knew their faces, they knew you, nobody changed jobs very often. So everybody knew each other's contributions and people knew each other's work. So your progression in the company was more or less a given, or at least it was predictable. Now, with the revolving door of people coming in and out, and um, you yourself probably spending parts of your career in different companies, realize that you're losing the continuity of your of the people around you, of the environment. And every time you switch the environment, you have to rebuild your position in it by being able to tell the story of who you are, why you're here, what your ideas are, what do you care about, why does it matter, what your passions are, what are you looking to do, how are you looking to impact, what are you looking at your contribution to be. And because this is all such a deep and expansive body of work or body of information, you got to start capturing it. You got to start capturing it in ways that are going to be visible outside of your immediate environment that you're looking to leave. You got to start capturing it in articles. You got to start capturing it in talks. You got to start capturing it in places that it is discoverable and people outside of your environment can see you. So I'm talking about thought leadership here. I'm talking about developing yourself as somebody who creates professional content so that she can develop her professional brand independent of the immediate environment she finds herself in. So with the loss of continuity of the environment, we cannot save ourselves just with having a career plan and having goals and hoping to achieve them in isolation. That's not going to work. What we have to do in order to bridge those environments that we're moving between is build out our own professional brand. And that in turn gives us the foundation for influence, the foundation for knowing, uh, for 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 kind of sending emissaries ahead of us, if you want, uh, in form of discoverable SEO, discoverable articles, newsletter articles that we write, talks that we've given, presentations that we've given. We send those emissaries out in front of us so that by the time we get to a new environment, there is, you know, our luggage has already arrived. <laughs> it's a little bit like moving homes how much easier it is to move a house when you've already sent some of your belongings, some of the kitchen equipment ahead of you so that when you arrive, it's there and it's ready to be unpacked and it's ready to be used. This is what professional brand building does for you. This is what the attention to your environment and the role of the environment in your career does for you. So that's the thought I wanted to share today. And if this resonates with you, if this resonates with you, please know that you're not alone. The vast, vast majority of women I work with that span 
you know, all backgrounds, different ages, different titles and roles, all the way, you know, to VP of product and CPO. They all struggle with the same thing. We're never, ever born being great strategic, you know, being great speakers or being great writers. This is like riding a bike. You need to develop that skill. And it is the most critical skill that you can develop in order to be a successful professional in the new future of work. And it's starting now. It's already happening. Those who know how to develop their voice, how to have their voice be consistent, how to develop these artifacts that serve to build their brand, they are the ones that are going to have the easiest time impacting their environment, transitioning between environments, and being supported, being seen and recognized by those environments. So if you're listening to this in the fall of 2022, um, make sure to join our email list. Currently, the only way to do that is to go to www.careerclimb, all one word, careerclimb.co and click on the button, get connected, um, get yourself added to our email list. I am putting together um, a workshop called Building Your Influence and Professional Brand as a Woman in Tech. And I'm planning to offer it at least twice in September of 2022. And during that time, I'll share with you strategies and um, tools to actually start building out your professional brand and laying the foundation for influence in your environment and future environments. Um, So I look forward to seeing you there. And I also look forward to... Yeah, meeting you in person, hopefully, when we start having some in-person events. Thank you for everything. And if you like this, share it with a friend. I would also really appreciate a review on um, of the podcast and a rating. Thank you. Enjoyed the show? Consider giving us a rating or a review or forwarding this episode to a friend. 